0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Voitress and Jim Toth on six eighty CJOB.
1: It was nice to get away, recharge, and get that news as we were starting to make our way back to Winnipeg. It's we're all really excited to welcome Sean. You know, I've heard great things from guys that have played with him, and just playing against him. And you know, you look at his career and what he was able to do with the Flames, and you know the, the seasons he's having this year. Uh, you know, we're really excited. Uh, to have him here.
0: That was Adam Lowry, captain of the Winnipeg Jets, talking about the addition of Sean Monahan, which we learned on Friday, um, about being a great boost for the team coming out of the All-Star break. This is the first time uh, I get to talk about the addition of Sean Monahan. We didn't have a show on Friday. Uh, Jim Toth is uh, a part of another initiative we have here today here on 680 CJOB. Kathy Kennedy is going to be filling in for him in uh, the next little bit. So I'll be flying solo today. Jim Toth will be back uh, tomorrow. But uh, sort of the second big trade ahead of the trade deadline. Still, you know, quite a bit away, uh, quite a bit away, uh, uh, you know, quite a bit away at the beginning of March. Um, And Lindstrom's gone. Lindholm, I should say, Elias Lindholm, he's gone from Calgary to Vancouver, the second domino. And I'll ask my my guest here, Mitchell Clinton, Jets radio color analyst uh, on the show here, um, and we'll talk of course, uh, international hockey's coming back. There's more and constant, never-ending talk about expansion of the national hockey. League. We'll get to that as well. And we'll bring Mitchell Clinton on to the show, um, radio color analyst uh, here, right here on six eighty CJOB for the Winnipeg Jets. First of all, hey Mitchell, how you doing? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? I'm doing great. So, uh, in terms of when this happened, do you think that when you look at the center depth and the and the players and people that were available? And all the boxes that Monahan ticked: face-off, power play, all that stuff. The Winnipeg, plus the timing. I think the Winnipeg Jets wanted to get this done earlier, sooner than later. Um, do you think that all added up to them sort of going after Monahan uh, late last week?
2: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I and you know, the, a lot of the players have been asked about it the last couple of days, including today, just about you know the fact you get a guy in a little bit earlier prior to the trade deadline, just to get a few more games in. You know what I mean? Like, And the I don't know if you want to call it the arms race, which always seems to be what the, the word used uh, in the Western Conference right now. You mentioned the Lindholm deal gets done, and then all of a sudden Winnipeg's like, well, let's let's get our business done. Obviously, Kevin and his team saw a great fit in Sean Monaghan. And you know, it was interesting just to watch him at practice uh, yesterday, and of course today as well. But yesterday would have been the first day that we really got a look at him I mean they did some power play work just seeing how he's able to move in that bumper position and just seems so incredibly comfortable there he's got great hands net front able to do a lot of really good things that I think the Winnipeg Jets, you know would love to to have added to it to an already really good hockey team so you know just seeing him and how he's been able to fit it over the course of a couple of days is great and you know fans will obviously get to see him against the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow and at, uh, at Canada Life Centre a little bit later on this week. And it just seems that, you know, he's excited about the opportunity to, to come to the team, have a chance to, you know, make a run at the playoffs and then hopefully, you know, for the Winnipeg Jets even further than that. And But you like you mentioned, the fit. I mean, you got a guy who's left-handed, can take those left-side face-off draws on the power play when, you know, Mark Shifley doesn't necessarily have to do all of that. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's been a tremendous fit, and I'm really just looking forward to seeing him get in the lineup and even play it five-on-five with Nikolai Ehlers and Cole Perfetti, which he's skated with the last couple of days.
0: Uh, do you think that because in, in uh, the, the, the Lindholm deal, the first-round pick – became into uh, came into play because of that like I, I you know I was on the show here Mitchell and with 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 Jim Toth over the last number of weeks and of course this is always a topic of conversation Sean Monahan was a player that always got mentioned here and I and I was I was pretty steadfast in saying I don't think that the first round pick uh, will be in play but just as you mentioned an arms race I think it just became hey listen this is the price of a player like Sean Monahan. are you going to pay it or another team is going to
2: well and that's you know, that's the interesting part of how this kind of time of year works, right? It's always it always comes down to what the market price is going to be. And I mean, obviously the Winnipeg Jets have a you know, a really good drafting history, especially in that, that first round and, and rounds after that as well. I mean, you look at the, the two players that just went to the All Star game for Winnipeg, Connor Halbach's a later round pick and he's turned into a four time All Star Besides a trophy winner and well on his way to competing for another one and he still wants more than that for his trophy case and then you got kyle connor who is a memorable part of that 2015 draft so obviously draft picks you know you don't just throw that kind of stuff around unless you you know that's what the price is going to be and you feel that that player is going to come into your lineup and be you know and give the the best opportunity for your team to win and you know center depth is obviously something that's incredibly important i mean you look back to the The 2018 run and the role that that Paul Stastny played, especially in that series against Nashville, kind of had a similar kind of situation where he came in on that second line and then also went on that top power play unit and just kind of fit right in like a glove. Now, Sean Monaghan's going to play a little bit of a different position on that power play, but, you know, Kevin Chevaldeoff has said for for weeks, you know, leading up to pretty much every trade deadline fit is always the the most important thing, and you know, then eventually you get down to, to what the, the price is going to be, and it comes down to a decision of whether you want to make that, pay that price or not. And that's obviously what the Montreal Canadiens wanted from Winnipeg, and Dayoff felt that that was a price he was willing to pay.
0: Now, you think there's more to do here, Sean? I mean, Mitchell? I mean, I think,
2: you know, you're always looking. I mean, that's kind of the, the job of a of a general manager and whatnot. I mean, you always talk about defensive depth and how important that is, especially as the postseason rolls along. And, you know, you never know how, you know, how injuries are going to go. And for Winnipeg, especially, you know, just as the as team gets ready to head on the road for this road trip, they're just happy to be knock on wood healthy Yeah. right now. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of the thing that they're probably most excited about. And, I mean, you always hear, you know, teams are in the market for this and, and whatnot, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out over the next little bit. But I think, you know, even if Kevin Sheveldan is having the conversations about different areas on the team, I think he's probably more interested in just seeing how this team competes over the next little bit here yeah. now that they've made this, uh, this acquisition of Sean
0: Monahan. Yeah, Mitchell, it's an interesting week here because you got two games against the Penguins, you're going through Pennsylvania. Uh tomorrow uh, you're in Pittsburgh and then you're going to head to Philadelphia then back home uh, to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's interesting because you, just as you mentioned, you have Velardi and Kyle Connor and Mark Shively, because of injury you only really have a handful of games together. You know, have they really had that opportunity to build chemistry as we enter the unofficial back half of the year? You have Sean Monahan on a new team, there's going to be some some growth that's going to be needed to go there um, and you know the, it, it's it's interesting that we perhaps haven't seen this team really at any point go on all cylinders yet
2: yeah exactly and that's you know something I think that is kind of intriguing to everybody that follows this team is what exactly yeah what exactly does this team look like when all the pieces are there because and I've said this a couple of times on the broadcast previously especially when talking about the power play all I can think of is how that power play snapped it around against the Calgary Flames in the first game of the year. They didn't get the reward, but man, they look tremendous. And you just would like to see a little bit more uh, opportunity for that group to work together. And especially even at five on five, that Blardy-Connor-Shifley trio, I mean, you know, they, they're they all capable of so much. We saw a little bit of it in the preseason. We've seen a glimpse of it in the regular season when everybody was healthy for those handful of games that you talked about. So. Yeah, it's just an exciting time because you know this team has been so good for the for the course of this season, and yet it always feels like there's a piece that's not quite there or is missing or injured or whatever it may be, right? So, um, I think it's this road trip will be kind of the first glimpse at it. I think you know you want to be somewhat patient in terms of. Seeing how things come together because it's tempting after a game or two to be like, okay, well, does this line work or does it not? Yeah. Certainly, there's going to be things that the coaching staffs going to be looking for in terms of progress to see that that type of thing. But it will be interesting to see how long of a leash there is in terms of okay, do we need to make an adjustment here? Do we need to make an adjustment here um, before the you know those decisions start to get made? But you know, that, it was something that I was thinking of, especially over the course of the break. Once that trade happened, I'm like, man. It's not like there's more questions than answers or anything, but you're just, the, the jets have become just so much more intriguing than they already were because you're, now you add health into this and what this group could possibly be capable of, especially when you add Monaghan to the mix.
0: Yeah, third place in the league when you look at points percentage right now, and uh, third place right now in the Central Division, two back of Colorado and one back of Dallas. Of course, they have two games at hand on both of those clubs. Uh, So you know what? There's there's definitely going to be... some room here, I think, to adjust. Maybe we won't say build chemistry, but just to adjust to this being what it's going to be like moving forward here. But it's also crunch time. They got to pick up wins. Mitchell Clinton, Jets radio color analyst, uh, joining the program. Mitchell, uh, always a pleasure, man. You take care. Thanks so much for popping on.
2: Yes, you take care as well. All
0: right, safe trip uh, out to Pennsylvania. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll, of course, we'll squeeze in your guys' text messages as the show goes on. 204-780-6868. Just like Dom saying, this is a nice pickup. Great on the PP net front. Presence plays like with a lot of heart. Most importantly, he can win faceoffs. Also, defensive numbers will improve. On this team. I'm with you 100% on that, Dom. If you want to get your uh, opinions on, Texas Show, 204 780 6868. NHL expansion. Well, it's a never ending conversation. Um, the NHL PAs, uh, Marty Walsh, the rep, well, he's sounding off on one club. You can probably imagine who that is. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll hear from the team itself. We'll hear from Mark Scheife. We'll hear more from Adam Lowry. We'll hear from Monahan himself. Uh, as the Jets react to the addition of Sean Monaghan uh, to this hockey club as it enters the unofficial back half. 35 games left for the Winnipeg Jets this season. Team Canada International best-on-best best returning as well. We'll have some time for that. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 6-8-CJOB. Well, the NHL PA's Marty Walsh, not happy with the state of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, in a quote, he says, if there's no plan in Arizona, I would encourage a move to another location. Absolutely uh he said during All-Star weekend, I think the league feels that Arizona is a good market, and I can understand that. The issue I have and the players have is how long do you have to wait to get a home? They're playing in a college arena. They're the second tenant in that arena. This is not the way to run a business. He went on to say it's not just about buying a piece of land. You can buy a piece of land. How long is it going to take to permit the land? Gene a referendum. Is it hazardous waste? you need to remediate the land? There's lots of questions. So you could talk about buying land in Arizona. It could be 10 years before there's shovels in the ground. As far as I'm concerned, that's unacceptable on behalf of the players on that team. and should be unacceptable for the league. Of course, there's significant talk. Uh, Utah Jazz owner Ryan Smith talking about bringing a team to Salt Lake City. Houston, Atlanta, Quebec City, of course. Kansas City, Cincinnati, potential NHL expansion. I don't think for one second the NHL, after going through all this, is going to give up on on the uh, Phoenix metropolitan area. It's one of the fastest-growing communities in the entire United States, over 5 million people now in the metro. They're not going anywhere, despite what you may think. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. No matter how
3: long you play in the NHL, Sean, will there be butterflies Tuesday night in Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was today. This is the most nervous (laughs) I've been for a practice in a long time. I mean, you're, you're coming meeting new people, coming to a new, uh, new facility, and get to know everything. So, I mean, driving here, I was nervous. And uh, even before I stepped on the ice, I was nervous. So, I think to, uh, to still have that, that's a good feeling. And uh, like I said, it's it's a great place to play. I mean, I loved uh, every time I played in Winnipeg and the excitement and being a Canadian kid playing in the Canadian market.
0: Newest member of the Winnipeg Jets, Sean Mountahan. He's going to find uh, a role on the first unit power play. Daryl Texas to show he says, "Who comes off the power play? Which m- with Monahan now? Well, uh, so far indications uh, based on the practice on Sunday: uh, Shifley, Monahan, Villardi, Connor, Kyle Connor, and Morrissey will be on that first unit power play. Second unit: Ealers, Niederreiter, Perfetti, Pionk, and Schmidt. So, looks like Ealers will be. Uh, and it, listen, the power plays had lots of changes over the last uh, little bit. So that's the uh, indication as to how things." Uh, are going to go tomorrow when the Winnipeg Jets are in Pittsburgh. Uh, so a lot of the reason why Sean Monahan is now with the Winnipeg Jets I think has to do with the Lindholm trade. Uh, I think that um, with the lack of depth at center um, in terms of available players at this upcoming deadline, I think when Lindholm went off the board, it really – the list r- – of course shrunk Linholm being the number one guy on that list. I don't think the Winnipeg Jets were willing to to pay the five assets it took to get Linholm. Um, but Sean Monahan was second on that list. I think the Winnipeg Jets saw what he had. And in terms of the, on, on the power play, he's had, see, he's got 16 points on the power play so far this season, over 49 games played. He's got six goals. He's got 10 assists. he, comes in on this team with the most goals on the power play. Kyle Connors got three for 10 points on the power play. And of course he missed. Listen, if it was likely, if he had not missed that, that big amount of time, as he did uh, due to his knee injury, uh, he perhaps would have been at where Sean Monahan is. But of course, right now, he had three three goals and 10 points on the power play. Cole Perfetti, five goals, 11 points on the power play. And Shifley, four goals and 10 points on the power play. Sean Monahan enters uh, the Winnipeg Jets with six goals, ten assists for sixteen points on the power play. So, a big part of his addition to this team is what he can do on the power play. Now, Montreal scored thirty-two power play goals compared to Winnipeg's twenty-three over the course of this unofficial first half of the season that uh, wrapped up as we uh, go into the post All-Star break schedule. Uh, so, that's one big reason, as well as his acumen on the faceoff dot fifty-five uh, percent immediately becomes the best faceoff guy. Uh, for the Winnipeg Jets on this team. So you're going to see him taking a lot of draws. Uh, Denis texts the show. He says, I know the uh, 204-780-6868. I know the emphasis is on Monaghan's line, but what I'm just as excited to see is Nemesnikov uh, playing with Morgan Barron and Alex Fallow. While talk about balance. Yeah, that's a big part of this too as well. I mean, it's just another big addition uh, to the depth. Now, with the addition of Sean Monahan and Mark Scheifele having to come off of IR, um, it's going to force another question, and somebody's going to have to be placed on waivers. Uh, David Gustafson. It appears the team is under uh, doesn't feel that they have to make a decision anytime soon as to what to do with David Gustafson. He's going to remain on IR um, for I think a number of reasons here. Uh, but Don, Dominic Toninato, Axel Janssen, fialbi they remain on the big team for now. Uh, Rick Bonus said, we got a couple more days. We'll sort that out. We'll see what's best for the team. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But the Winnipeg Jets uh, are going to have to place another person on waivers because they are right up against it. they got 23 out of the 23 roster spots uh, right now filled. And Mark Schreif is going to have to come off of IR. Um, Kevin Chevelday off following the trade. Uh, spoke, and I want to play some of the audio for him because I think when everybody saw the first-round pick, I certainly did, um, I was wondering what was, uh, you know, I, I always thought that the Winnipeg Jets would, would not, a first-round pick maybe would have been too much to pay uh, for Sean Monahan, And here was what um, uh, Kevin off the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, said about that.
3: Um, you know, again, I think you when you're in situations like this and I've been on both sides of them, you know, you grind away to not have to trade it and you grind away to make sure that, you know, you make the other team give it up, you know, and it's um it can be a game of chicken, you know, I think that, um, you know, you but you also have to, you have to weigh the, you know, weigh the alternatives and weigh the options and, and, you know, weigh the fit, you know, and, and I, when, when the fit is great, um, you know, when, you know, you, you believe that, you know, this is the best option for you, um, you have to make those tough calls and, and, um, you know, but that's, that's what this time of the year, um, you know, is about and, and, you know, it, it's exciting. It's nervous. It's, uh, you know, it's agonizing. It's, it's all those kind of things, you know, rolled up, in one. Um, but you know, it's, you know, when you're adding to your group, it's, you know, you're hopeful that it's a real positive step, for, for all of them moving forward.
0: So I think when you look at a first round pick and as well as a conditional pick that they gave up for Sean Monahan, I think if you go back two months, three months um, without sort of the context of what's happened up to this point, this season, the players available. I think when you look at a first round pick as well as a conditional pick for Sean Monahan, you see you'd sit there and say with well, the Winnipeg Jets overpaid. And I would agree with that. When you look back, you know, three months from now, um, then you factor in uh, the trade between Vancouver and Calgary with Lindholm. You factor in supply and demand. You know, I, I think, I don't think for a second the Winnipeg Jets didn't look elsewhere. You know, what is, you know, they, they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to look at other teams. Is there other players available that perhaps aren't on that big trade board right now? And I think the team kept coming back to Sean Monaghan. I think they kept coming back to Sean Monaghan. And the fact that they would be willing to, as Kevin Chevalleyoff had just said, to use a first round pick, which is so valued uh, by this by this uh, by this organization, I think that tells you how high on the list Sean Monahan was, and how big of a fit he was on the power play, you know, in the team culture, on the faceoff dot. Um, and sometimes you got to look at the price of the ticket, right? Uh, this was the price to acquire Sean Monahan. Supply and demand, economics one hundred and one. This is what the Winnipeg Jets needed to pay to acquire him. Three months ago, again, you say a first-round pick and a conditional uh, to bring in Sean Monahan. I think, wow, that's you're you're overpaying. Um, but I think when you look at all the factors, all the context, it makes sense. I think the I think Vancouver, with their five assets, at getting Elias Lindholm, I think they, I think they kind of blew the market up, and that shortening list of centers, perhaps, and, and I think the Winnipeg Jets would have preferred to do it now with more time. Uh, but it kind of was like, we we got we to make a move here or else this list is going to get even shorter. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Here's Monaghan uh, on uh, looking at this trade in Winnipeg as a real opportunity. As a
1: player, all you want to do is have a chance to play in the playoffs, and I think you uh, going to have a good chance here and, I mean, try and push it and go far on a good run. So, I mean... And, and playing in a Canadian market doing that, it makes it that much more special.
3: How much of a benefit is it, though, Sean, to get here now with 35 games in the schedule as opposed to maybe if it had been in and around the deadline where, you know, there's uh, you know, 20, 22 games or whatever to get acclimated and ready?
1: Yeah, no, it's huge. I think. I mean, you get traded closer to March, it flies by, and next thing you know, the playoffs are starting. So, I mean, get to know the city, uh, get comfortable with, move into a a place and uh, make it feel like home so I mean guys have already been doing that for me here but uh, yeah I think it uh, it goes a long way being here earlier.
0: So was he expecting something to happen after the Lindholm trade?
1: Yeah to be honest I wasn't sure and uh, I mean I woke up to a few messages from my agent and uh, next thing I know I was traded so I think I was expecting to be moved and I was was ready for it so I think uh, coming to Winnipeg is, is really exciting great team and like I said a lot of great people.
0: 204 780 68 204 780 68 this texture says, big question, in your opinion, is Monaghan a loaner, is he a rental, or is there a chance of signing him, in your opinion, well, I love the question, but I don't even, I'm not even anywhere close to having an answer for you, um, well, it's a wait-and-see situation. I think the organization would say that, and that's what I, that's the best answer I have. I mean, we haven't even seen him play a, a, a second of hockey um, with this team yet. So it's a wait-and-see situation. We have to wait and see what happens. Um, how effective is he going to be on the power play? You know, the power play needs a lot of help. They do need help. It's beginning to become a factor as the games get tougher and tougher down the stretch here. So um, is he going to be a fit on this team? I hope so. Is there a chance of of signing him? Yeah, I, I if 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 it's the right fit, and there's going to be lots of more questions that are you know Cole Perfetti is going to need to get paid, you know there's there's you know Brandon Dillon Dillon DeMello. I think the organization is going to definitely take a look at re-signing them. Uh, so lots of stuff still needs to be ironed out and still needs to be answered. So in my opinion, I wish I had a yes or no answer for you, but it's a it's a situation that we have to uh, continue to uh, to wait and see now. Uh, Rick Bonus, and I'll go through the lines here um, as to how things are going, and this is this is based on on practice. Uh, Connor was Shifley and Vellardi, Perfetti, Monahan and Ealers, Niederreiter, Lowry and Appleton, and then uh, Morgan, Barron, Vladislav Nemesnikov, and I have follow pretty uh, pretty good depth and a good run of uh, uh, of guys down that line there. And then Morrissey, Demello, Dylan Pionk, and then Sandberg. Uh, and Schmidt. Connor Hellebuck did have an extra day on Sunday. He was out there uh with the team uh uh today here. So with Monaghan slotting in uh with Ehlers and Perfetti, well head coach of the Winnipeg Jets Rick Bonus says hey, this- pretty much automatic that that's clear to the spot we want to give him a good look at we're bringing him into play right so
3: you know Adam's line you know Mark's line so what's left is that line we got to give him his minutes we got to give him a really good chance to help our hockey club as much as he can and that's the slot that's the way we're going to slide him in and again that'll need a couple of games to get some chemistry but uh, again we, we feel very confident with him going in there and that he's going to do a really good job for
0: us. Another place that the Winnipeg Jets are hopeful that he's going to do a really good job, as aforementioned, the power play. What's his role going to look like? The scouting we've done on him and heard about him. He's very good in that bumper position.
3: So, again, uh, it's, on that left side, he'll be taking the face off. The right side, Mark will be taking it. Uh, we, we like the look of what it today. And again, it's going to need a. Couple, it's going to be a couple of games. Give them a chance to to get the chemistry together and learn to read off of each other because everyone has their own little habits, every little movements, and uh, it's sometimes it takes a couple of games. And that's what we're going to be willing to give
0: them and sean monaghan is going to be taking that bumper spot and that's where he was working with filardi with morrissey with cal connor uh with mark shifley uh, on that first unit power play as it looks to get going sitting 24th in the league at 15.7 percent uh here's 55 here's mark shifley on the addition of sean monaghan to the number one power play unit uh, i think i got a text from like six guys saying i guess you guys found your your, your bumper guy but um you know we've watched him play we've seen seen some of his goals you know i think you know that that reinhardt is a you know a big example of you know he's he's been quite uh quite successful in the slot uh lately and you know sean's just a guy that's he's very cerebral he knows the places to go he's good on faceoffs. he does a lot of really good things and you know i'm excited you know it, it was it was a great first look today and i uh, just want to keep that going that was uh mark Scheifele, of course who's returning to lineup, missing the last six games uh, and uh, finding his way back into the lineup. He's going to be uh, playing uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, this texter, George, George Texas Joey says, Hey, Cam, good grab on Monahan. should add to the points and the play. All we need is one more D. Thanks. Have a great one, George. Yeah, I, 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 that's where I'm really looking at. I think that there is going to be now Kyle Capobianco is an AHL all-star right now. Um, he'll be one of those black ace call-ups. That's for sure as they head into the playoffs. So Kyle Kapobianco, Logan Stanley, um, he's, you know, I think everybody thought he was going to be the guy that got packaged up in a deal. Uh, but the Winnipeg Jets still hanging on to Logan Stanley. Uh, I was, you know, a little surprised that he wasn't a part of that trade uh, to the Montreal Canadiens. But the Winnipeg Jets not willing to let him go. Maybe there's going to be something else that comes up uh, over the next little bit. We'll wait and see. But you have Kyle Kapobianco, Um, You got uh, you got Logan Stanley uh, as well. Uh, is that going to be enough depth? You know, for this club. Are they going to look to add one more guy? I think so. Is it going to be a guy that's going to blow your mind? Um, I don't think so. I think it'll be a depth guy, a veteran guy, a guy who's perhaps uh, uh, been on a couple of cup runs, and I'd say I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to be targeting uh, for additional uh, blue line depth. Do I think the Winnipeg Jets, and this is just my personal opinion, um, do I think they're going to be out there to make any more moves, any more big moves like Sean Monahan level moves. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think unless the right move comes into play here and, and sort of a bunch of stars align, I wouldn't sit here and write it off. Uh, but I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to really take a look at this roster right now, how it unfolds and, and, I'm not sure that they're really going to be looking to make any more big additions, but we'll wait and see. I I, I may be wrong. Uh, This texter says, hi guys. uh, Not liking the idea of Rasmus Kupari coming to the lineup and playing Vladdy on the fourth. I take Kupari over Vladdy and Appleton. Maybe Appleton out. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Well, I, I, I disagree with you on that one. I appreciate the text message so much. 204 780 uh, 6868 But Vladislav Nemestikov has been a fantastic addition uh to this team. He's done everything they've asked of him. He's 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 provided some offense on the power play. Uh he he's found his way up and down the lineup. He's, you know, like listen, Vladislav Nemestikov is not uh a number one uh center. He's not. Um but He's a, he's a serviceable guy that you can that is going to do what is asked of him. And Rasmus Kupari, while injured, you know he hasn't scored yet. We're still waiting to see what happens with him. By far, not not giving up on him. But no, Vladislav Nemestikov and Appleton, uh, that's the right move to keep those guys in the lineup. No question about that. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins game, by the way, tomorrow four o'clock pregame show puck drop at six as the Jets start their Post All Star break player break. Uh, schedule team Canada and NHL return to the Olympics in 2026. Uh, and as well, the announcement of a four nation face-off. We'll talk about that on the other side. Chats at noon on six, CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Dom says, as long as they don't drop drastically in the draft, picking 26 or 32, considering they have Montreal's second pick, which'll land somewhere between 37 and 40. Not much difference in talent. Good trade to give up the first. Nathan says even if you get a first round at about the 35 to third a 25 to 30 spot, what are the odds of that person turning into a Sean Monahan? How long do you need to wait down from Nathan? And this texter says, "We will be getting a defenseman. Big stuff still to come if Chevy truly wants a cop, not necessarily." I don't need to bring out a list of teams that have went and spent like mad to get players at the deadline and they lose in the first round. There is a long list of teams. So sometimes the best moves are the moves that don't get made. The biggest, flashiest winner at the trade deadline, most times, most times is not the team that ends up hoisting the cup at the end. There's a lot more factors involved there, so um anyways that's my little uh, soapbox on that the international ice hockey federation the national hockey league and the nhlpa have announced that nhl players will participate in the 2026 and 2020 uh 2030 uh, olympic winter games uh the 26 games are scheduled to be in milan italy uh, the 2030 uh still yet to be determined um the uh 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 the bidding process hasn't uh, been completed there, but it's also as well. The NHL announced the four nations face off a four team tournament in February of next year. That involves teams from the U S Canada, Sweden and Finland uh, will be held in one city in the United States and one city in Canada. I, I think if you're already, you know, not involving the Czechs, not involving the Swiss, not involving the Slovaks political reason, I understand not involving the Russians. I It's not going to be as exciting of a tournament. Um, I think they should just do a Super Series between the Canada and the United States. Eight games. Do it like the old Summit Series. Have them go head-to-head. Just Canada and the United States. That's why I think they should do it. If you're already in Nixie countries, just leave it up to the Canada and the United States. That's the main target audience anyways for this. Um, so just leave it like that. That's my opinion. Um, we'll be back. Jim Toth will be back tomorrow uh, on the program. Lots to get to Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, the Winnipeg Jets opponents as they start their post all-star break schedule four o'clock pregame show puck drop at six thank you very much everybody for listening to the show and participating that's it for me i'll be back soon tomorrow see ya Chats at noon on 680 cjob